Gaming Casual, the gaming podcast where we talk about games casually. I'm your host, Sedge, and I'm joined by my co-host, Lightsaber Ninja. A.K.A. King Kegel. And Control Freak. Hello, hello, everyone. And Twilight. Same help. You get Every back week. in the basement. Whoa. <laughs> gaming Casual does not condone locking people in basements. Who unlocked your door? I did. You need a better door. Actually, you probably the need a door again. She kicked down the door. Yeah, you well, probably need a new door. She did say she was going to come here and steal all my knives. So. I have good reason for that. You're going to need I a mean, better lock. I I guess. I guess the deadbolt's not good enough to protect me anymore from the knife thief. <laughs> Maybe no. I'll just have to start hiding them in my hand. I'll just... In his hand. Don't you already do yeah. that? Yes. I'll just ask his parents for a spare key. Uh, they'd probably so, give it too. Yeah, yeah not nice. <laughs> uh, so what's everybody been playing this week? Who wants to go first? Uh, I've not played much of anything. I played a bit of Spyro, a bit of Raft, and a tiny bit of Minecraft. How are you enjoying Raft? Oh, I've I've known Raft is a fun game. I haven't gotten to the point where. The last time I played it, cut off. I was about to say, it's not officially out, right? I mean, I got it. early access, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I I kept dying of starvation and dehydration for a bit. Gotta get more potatoes. You lose your your inventory if you die. And your party's not there to pick you up. And I have no party because these idiots don't have it. Gotta get more potatoes in boxes. I'm sorry, it hasn't gone on enough of a sale yet. Also that. Potatoes in boxes are hard to come by. For one, you need equipment for those boxes and potatoes are just straight up luck well get luckier there's also that pretty sure my luck's better than your guys that's fair semi-decent luck i think the biggest thing to worry about is usually my luck biggest thing to worry about is usually uh getting a water purifier because you're gonna die of dehydration before you die of hunger makes sense that is usually how it goes because what is it you can survive water water everywhere and not a drop to drink five days without food and three only three days without water usually the protocols to get a water purifier then build yourself a fishing rod to get yourself some fish and if you have spare make yourself a grill Mm, grills and if you run into an island try to get as much as as much items as you can while you're there and get a disposable anchor so your raft doesn't float away. Oh, and avoid the shark. I mean, yes. Always avoid the sharks. In any game, avoid sharks. Well, it's just the one shark. Poke it with a stick until it dies and mount its head on your wall. Yeah, easier said than done. I mean, yes, but that's still a thing you can do. Yes, it is. You can even wear the shark's head on your head. But still not easily done at first. Well, now you have a goal. I mean, I know how to get through the early game. I played it before. Just saying. Mount the shark's head to your wall. That's your goal now. Last time I played, I had like five shark heads on my wall. Jesus. I ran out of wall. Well, see, at that point, you just need to build more wall. Yeah. For more shark space. Yeah, but once your raft gets so big, it kind of becomes an inconvenience to expand it more. That sounds like quitter talk to me. <laughs> yeah, you try having chunks of your floor disappear from shark attacks that you don't see until they're over. Because Perfect. of walls and floors and... And then you watch the, the raft float away. <laughs> well, then your game's over. Say, like, hey, where's half of my raft going? 
Why does you that, say that? But why that's the, the thing half that of the engine floating away? That is the thing that happens if you're not careful. Oh, I know. Of course, it's probably easier with a team, but I've never had a party. Well, eventually I'll pick up Raft, and then you'll have a party. For all of one day. And by then you'll have stopped playing Raft. I'll have a party for all of one day. Oh, and I also played a little bit of Dead by Daylight, in which controls... Uh, whatever he d does to his monsters makes me lag out. It's not my fault. <laughs> and then he falls up by lagging out himself. That is true. You were complaining about lag, and then control lagged out. Someone else was lag switching. I know it. <laughs> you it bastards. was. Uh... I know. I just know that that last round was entirely annoying because you made my character insane and the lag made so I couldn't fix myself. Which meant she couldn't get me up off the ground. So and I control couldn't stop had to... screaming. Yeah. So control had to pick me up and let me escape so I could actually stand again. Yep. Yep. He's the issue. That's kind of sad because I was me. looking forward to. Having hit his doctor voice chase me around. It's his, not doctor the voice is, fault. his doctor voice is scary, and it's more scary than that voice mod he was trying to use. I can't take your voice mod seriously. I mean, the voice mod is not supposed to be taken seriously. I definitely couldn't take it seriously since we started Dead by Daylight practically ordering McDonald's. It was Wendy's, thank you very much. Practically ordering Wendy's. I couldn't take it seriously from that point Burger on. King. No, it was Burger it was King both. and a Wendy's. And a Taco Bell. Yeah, Taco Bell showed up at one point. We had to put him down. Yeah, I couldn't take it seriously after that, so I couldn't even find any of your monsters scary. It was it was highly entertaining. I very much enjoyed that. Uh, very much enjoyed that game. Apparently your cat liked fried. it when I was the monster, even though I wasn't actually trying to be scary. What'd you say, like? Pizza. He said something about pizza. Said Kentucky Fried Chicken in a Pizza Hut. <laughs> ah, I don't think I've ever seen that combo. McDonald's, combo, McDonald's, though. Kentucky Fried Chicken in a Pizza Hut, Burger King, Burger King, Long John Silver's in a Burger. King. How do you guys not know this? Yeah, I have no idea what that is. I, yeah, I don't know what nope, it is, I... but it does sound like a tasty combo. They made us sing it in school. I am so sorry. <laughs> But, yes, I couldn't take Dead by Daylight seriously because of the voice mod or the lag. And apparently your, apparently Shane's chat liked it when I was the killer because I didn't know what I was doing. Apparently I was frightening just talking as a normal person. No, because you weren't talking as, as a normal person. You were slightly quieter than usual. <laughs> and it was just mildly upsetting. Especially because you were playing the Huntress and she... All has that hum that you can hear before your heartbeat starts up. The forever <laughs> humming. Yeah. At first you guys thought I was Freddy. Well, because you started singing one, two, midnight's coming for you. Yeah. <laughs> and we were like, wait a minute, what? I, <laughs> I didn't know she had that DLC. Ah, oh, crap. <laughs> was it better or worse when you found out I was just the Huntress? At least I can see the Huntress. Yeah, because you can't see Freddy unless you're in the nightmare. Somehow I was better at finding players when I was a survivor and not as the killer. Yeah, because usually. Usually I yeah. would try to lead Shane over to where I thought the party was not. And I end up running into usually control. And then me being the dick that I am would just 
hit control and let you go back to working on your generator. Yep. Yeah, at one point you were just standing behind me and your triangle cone head started getting in the way. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, yes, yes, good, good. Yeah, reattach that wire there, good job. (laughs) Keep repairing the generator. You're going to want to check the third cylinder. No, no, that that gasket goes there. I mean, usually I was decent at the generators until I was playing a game where control was the killer, in which case he lagged me out. Okay, you keep saying I lagged you. Yes, he did. Clearly, Control was the one lag-switching that game. I mean, we had, like, four other killers, and none of them liked me at all, and then Control's the killer, and suddenly I can't do anything because... The thing is, that wasn't the only only round I was the killer. Yeah, it was also lagging when you were the puking witch lady. Except that for some reason it started lagging less whenever I was covered in poison. We have fun. Twy, I think your game just hates you. No one else was having lag. Except you. No, I had a full-on disconnect from the server. Twice. So you admit it. Only once. <laughs> no, there was well, only, this, there was only one your time. your game files... Didn't it say game files modified? Yeah. It, for some reason, said one of my files had been modified, and that kicked me out. But no, that was Left for Dead that did that, I think. Ah. I joined you guys in Left for Dead, and it was like, oh, one of your game files is... Uh, incorrect and kicked me out and then i rejoined immediately i was like what the hell i know it disconnected when you were the doctor killer yes it did do that that was the only reason we won but like what have you been up to oh no go ahead <laughs> i mean i i don't have much new i've uh i played a bunch more of dragon's dogma because i still enjoy that game even though i've played it through to entirety i'm curious um, about it it's it's fun um I would honestly say it's a, I can't even say it's a more streamlined Skyrim. Like there's very few games that were designed like Dragon's Dogma was. Yeah. Um, it's like a mix of Skyrim and, uh, oh God, Shadow of the Colossus, that one. Maybe? Well, because you climb on the monsters Yeah, to you attack can. their weak points, so... Now I Shadow just of Colossus in, in some aspect, yeah. I just want to listen to the Shadow of Colossus Miracle Sound song. But like, I'm just into it because it's more Western style RPG. Yeah, it definitely is. And as I said, it's very fun. There is a little bit of a learning curve because, like, your first run through, you'll probably miss a bunch of quests and die a lot. And then once mm-hmm. you kind of get into the swing of things, you'll you'll realize, oh, I could have done this and this instead of going there and so on. Um, but it it's enjoyable and it does have replay value and the DLC is really well done. Um, aside from that, I finished off Kingdom Hearts. Woo! Because... Go figure out. I thought I had like an hour remaining in Kingdom Hearts and it was like two hours later. The final credits roll through. I'm like, oh my god. Okay. One, two, three. Birth by Sleep. Chains of Memories. What? what... Kingdom Hearts one. So I played Kingdom Hearts Final Mix. Uh, I'm not going to be doing any of the handheld ones. Uh, I would. I would say if you ever did, don't go below PS. I mean, I didn't mind Chain of Memories. It it wasn't terrible. Is that the GBA it, game. Yeah, that was the Game Boy Advance one with the cards. Hated system. it. 
fucking hated it. It's the only Kingdom Hearts I've ever played. My So my thing with Chain of Memories is I liked the story portion because it explains a lot. And the actual combat isn't terrible, but the card system made it so monotonous. So monotonous. I'm sorry. Uh, echo. Just, no oh, worries. Man. No <laughs> but no, yeah, it, and that that was my big gripe with it. And apparently the remastered version that they put for fi- in the final mix, um, it does apparently streamline it, but at the same time, I'm like, yeah, I can pass on that. 365 over 2, hated it. I, that I, the one. Okay, yeah, that's the one that I was the 3DS one. And I could not stand it for some reason, because it's like, it's mission-based. So it's not an open world. You go into a mission into a specific region and do an objective there. And at first I was like, oh, that's not too bad. And you get the story elements in between all of it. But it got so dull. And having to go through all those missions, I was like, no. I I stopped having fun with this. Um, I never played the PSP one. Birth by Sleep? Yeah, and apparently that so, one is phenomenal. Yeah, I was going to say, I hear that one's pretty good if you're into the series. Yeah, uh, although you play the story three times. Once as each of the characters. So there are three different stories that are being told, totaling to about 40 hours of gameplay. Oh, damn. So I'm not sure I'll stream that one. So for now, I'm just doing the core games, one, two, three. Just because... Hmm. I enjoy Kingdom Hearts, and I liked the console ones. They were enjoyable, straightforward, although some of the bosses in the original one, how the hell were they designed for kids? Yeah. Fuck you, Ursula. I I said this in stream. I still don't think they were. (laughs) Well, I... I I definitely think that that game was 100% designed with adults in mind. I stand by it's the fact that it would be the only game a kid has for a while. True. Keep keep them wrapped up in it. Yeah, yeah. and remember, gaming's different when you're a child. It's designed so that parents don't have to spend $60 every other month. They get a couple of months free, like six months, because this kid is too busy playing Kingdom Hearts trying to figure out how the fuck to get through the water stage and be Ursula. Ah. fuck the little mermaid world you know you could have stopped at water stage and covered almost an entire generation's worth of gamer that's fair (laughs) that's true so many people when i started playing ocarina of time because i had never played it before until it came on the 3ds just wait till you get to the water temple yeah that's what everybody said it's like dude the water temple's gonna fuck you up man the water temple's gonna be so hard and i played through i was like was the original water temple harder yes it was more monotonous because you could you you had to constantly equip and unequip those stupid boots. Man. That's true. You couldn't just do that from the touch screen. Yeah. Fuck those boots. <laughs> it's uh, crazy that I know that and I've never played an ocarina of time. But no, that, and that's because the water temple is one of the most notorious levels in gaming. Like you don't even have to play ocarina to know that about the water temple. The origin of the water stage, the motherfucking TMNT game on NES. Oh, God. That fucking stage. 
I remember playing like the water stage in Mario. Super simple, super straightforward because you had a lot of space to maneuver. And then I remember playing TMNT and getting to the water stage and it's like, oh, you went one pixel too far to the left, take damage. Oh, you reacted to taking damage from that side and you went to the other side, take damage because you're surrounded by apparently electric goddamn kelp. Look, man, the, you know, the ocean and all of its electric kelp. That fucking game, man. You were in a city. You You were in goddamn New York going through the sewers and apparently there's electric kelp in the sewers. Hey, I've never been in New York sewers. There could be. You don't know. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I um, I remember knowing the the meme, the joke that wa- all water levels suck, and like at that point in time, my only frame of reference was the Mario water level, and I'm like, I don't remember it being that bad. If anything, some of the bouncy sky or the auto scroll levels were worse. Yeah, what I thought as a <laughs> child, and then I rent um, uh, Sonic Two, and I get the chemical plant zone. Oh god! And the water level rises, and you get that first moment of panic. The the dun, speeding dun, up dun, music. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> yeah. I think that's why Chemical Plant Zone gives certain people I know nightmares. I mean, that the music alone is anxiety. So yeah. I've been playing, as I told you guys, uh, Uncharted Four, and I beat it. Hooray! I got a couple things to talk about. All right. So, all around, um, highly enjoyable. I would actually put it between two and three, as far as adventure romp goes. Not it. It never quite gripped me like two did, even though it had plenty of great set pieces. But uh, I also I enjoyed it a little bit more than three. Uh, except for gunplay. Now, Control, last week, whenever I brought up how shitty the gunplay was, you brought up the um, uh, weapon sway, and I told you I didn't even notice it. I paid attention this time, and yeah, you're absolutely right. The weapon sway is garbage in there, too. Yeah, even when you're doing, like, the the faux aim-down sights where it, like, zooms in over shoulder, you uh-huh. still have that stupid, like, notable weapon sway. And and it doesn't it doesn't do an arc like the first Last of Us does. Which is nuts, because in, in that first Last of Us, you can upgrade it away, the weapon sway. And yep. in this game, like, you never get that chance. Why the fuck does it even exist? Did you mean Uncharted 1, or or did you actually mean The Last of Us? No, I actually meant The Last of Us, because in The Last okay. of Us, you can upgrade away the weapon. It's, uh, I never noticed a weapon sway in Uncharted 2 or 3. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, uh... I don't have one as a reference. That's why I talk about it. I played a little bit of Uncharted One, but it was too dated for me. Picked it up oh. again. Maybe if I ever get them. Um, but anyway, beyond that, I cannot tell you what is wrong with this game. But like, I turned on Aim Assist. Like, I had Aim Assist cranked up to ten, and like I was saying, it never snapped to anybody except random moments. When I'm trying to move the camera, it would quickly zoom to a person. That's the only time I ever noticed aim assist helping. It never helped beyond that. Yeah, and you it, can... it gets you into the area of the enemy. No, it doesn't. But not though. onto it. No, that's it's not a reliable thing. Oh, the... like 
I told you guys before about uh, we were discussing bullet magnetism and how uh, Max Payne is one of few games that doesn't use any. And for me, that's a problem because sometimes I'll aim down sights and be like two pixels away from somebody's head and I'll waste a whole clip before I realize I have to move a little. In yeah. other games, that shouldn't matter because like you have the big reticule and it's like as long as you're within this area, you'll hit them once, you know? Yeah. That did not happen in Uncharted. And aim assist did not snap me near them. And yet, after I kill them and I'm turning, then it'll snap to a guy real quick and pass over him just as fast. And I'm like, was that supposed to be the aim assist? But if I was in their general direction, like, it would not, it does not snap me to them. I don't know how it works. And under the accessibility, they have a lock-on option that is horrible. Hmm. Yeah, and it's, that's only it's because... been a while since I played four, so I can't. My frame of reference is a little off. And to get the full thing, you'd have to make sure that you have a fully unpatched version, just in case there's a difference. Yeah, that would be kind of hard. Like if they ever released an update for it, you'd have to remove that. But yeah, uh, so gunplay never got better. In fact, it got worse. And what should have been the most bombastic and fun gunplay to the whole game was the biggest slog I had. Uh, I even had other people, other actual gamers over to notice that I wasn't crazy. Like, I really thought that I was going insane and just becoming worse at video. You just thought it was a you thing, not a game thing, but then you had other people come over and they went, oh, no, this is awful. Yeah, and, like, I, for some reason, when you pull that left trigger down, like it zooms in, and then it'll always go in a cardinal direction different than you're actually facing just by a little bit like the camera's off or something i don't know i don't know anyway gunplay sucked in that game but overall the game was great um there's a there's a cliche story beat that i was really scared they were gonna hit that they never did thankfully uh which one was that so i'll say spoilers but not really for anybody it, since the first trailer i had been thinking that sam was gonna did he cut out Pumped on up. you as well? Yeah. I, yeah. That was weird. Since the first trailer, I had been thinking that Sam was going to turn out to be the villain. That'd be oh. a crazy twist. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they were setting it up for that, and thankfully they did. I won't ruin any other twists and turns. And then the final thing is, I was really hoping that Chloe would show up. I, I thought that she'd have some sort of appearance. Doesn't she appear? No, that's Nadine. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, doesn't she appear in uh, Lost Legacy or whatever? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Her and Nadine? Yeah, that's a that's a her and Nadine side quote. Like, Lost Legacy is more than glorified DLC. It's an actual standalone. Yeah. With apparently some wonky physics when you're driving. Apparently. Huh. I, I've seen a couple of clips of uh, terrible things happening in the Jeep segment. Oh, okay. The, uh, they do the open worlds better in that one, apparently, though. Hmm. But, uh, but, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Um, so, I traded those ones in and got, uh, Fallout 4, like I told you I was gonna, and Batman right. Arkham Knight. Ooh. Yeah, uh, I figured that if I had low expectations for both of them, 
and they couldn't disappoint me enough. I am actually returning Batman. I just got it yesterday, and I'm returning. Yeah, that sounds about right. Arkham Knight was... Like, I stopped playing Origins two or three hours into the game. Uh, did you Did you make it to the first Deathstroke fight? I don't remember. It's been a long time, and I pushed all of Origins out of my head because I went from playing Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, the games with the best cape physics, to the cape clipping through Batman's head in one of the slow-mo shots. Oh, so I was that... like, oh, this is what we're doing. I've got so wonky. I've had wonky cape physics in City plenty of times, but uh, uh, see, I never noticed it in City, and definitely not in Asylum. But Origins came out at the wrong time because it just felt like it felt like unnecessary bloat to City. Arkham yeah. Knight, it's like I really appreciate all the work that they put into it, and I think about like I think about how we as as a gaming audience pounded Rocksteady for a Batmobile. Um, I don't know if you remember, but before Arkham City even came out, uh, they gave a demo, and in the demo was a Batmobile that they used to quickly get across the city to show journalists the different areas. Yeah, I, re I remember that. And they kept stressing, like, the Batmobile's not going to be in here, and then the bridge that they blow up was actually, like, fully functional whenever they did their demo and whatnot. And, like, they were like, we're not going to do the Batmobile. And ever since then, everybody just kept asking about a Batmobile. And so they finally put a Batmobile into the game. And, like, motherfucker, I don't care about your Batmobile right now. And yet they well, want it to be integral to everything. I I'll be honest with you. Those games were never designed for a Batmobile because they were designed around their combat system. Yeah. Which the, Batmobile is could, the Batmobile could totally work. And, and as a means to get from point A to point B, it could be fun. But then they put that tank mode in. And yeah. they were like, nobody's going to want to do anything but tank mode. And it's like, that's not what I want to do with a Batmobile. Well, it's also not what I want to do with a Batman game. Yeah. Uh, it should be, despite all the work that they put into it, it should be used sparingly. And it should be used as, again another way to get from point A to point B when you don't feel like gliding. Exactly. I mean, and, and yet gliding still felt faster. Gliding gliding and zip lining around the city in Arkham Knight was faster than the Batmobile in my see, opinion. I like driving the Batmobile. Not the tank part, but the Batmobile. I like driving it and zipping around. Again, I got 6% into this game like I li I'm barely at the beginning. He just got his suit. They just introduced the Arkham Knight. But, like, you got to rescue these uh, Ace Chemical guys. And when the game finally let me enter a building, and it's like, all right, we're getting to classic Arkham shit. Like, now use your, your Batmobile remote. And I'm like, I just got finished using the Batmobile for everything. I don't want to use the Batmobile right now. And it's like, no, you're going to have to use it every step of the way throughout this game. And I shut it off, I uninstalled it, and I started Fallout. Well, All right. Well, I hope you enjoy Fallout more than you enjoy this. So I got about four hours into Fallout, and I just met Preston Garvey. Oh, you, you poor bastard. <laughs>
And I don't know if you know how early it is that you meet Preston Garvey. It's like right I, away. I want to clarify that it didn't take me four hours to meet him because I was exploring. It's just what? that they have okay. a really robust character creator. Oh, ah. yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, that's about right. I do really enjoy Fallout 4's character creator. And the yeah. graphics are good. God, I gotta go back and play Fallout 4 again. I'm trying to... I'm trying to to wrap my head around some of the new shit that they added. I don't know how to leave the power armor. I don't know how I managed to actually get out of it. Press and but. hold the uh, the use button. So yeah. I think if if it like mouse and keyboard, it was E. So you just you'd press and hold the button to get out of it. Um, on controller, I think it was uh, if it's Square. PlayStation. I thought it was Circle. Maybe it's circle. I I honestly don't remember. Yeah. Whatever the well, interact button is. Oh, okay, that'd be it. Uh, I what I ended up doing is I knew that there was a place in the Red Rocket where you work on the armor. Yeah, and I went walking up to it, and there was no option to get out or anything. But then at one point, like I don't know, I just kind of ran into it because I was clicking buttons and moving the stick. <laughs> and I ran into the back of it, and she just got out. Oh, so for the, the maintenance... Yeah, for the... Uh, yeah. The maintenance thing. Yeah, you have to, like... You have to position yourself a specific way in that... Uh, that yeah. yeah, in those to have yourself get out so you can make modifications to it. Also... Yeah. Holy shit, you get power armor that early in the game? I don't remember that. You when you can. meet Preston Garvey, the very first thing that you're supposed to do for him is put the power uh, core into the power armor, grab the minigun, and take out Raider. And you bump into a Deathclaw. Oh, yeah, you... yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, that's right. so th yeah. that's supposed to happen? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Boy, that thing wrecked my shit. <laughs> As Deathclaws do. Yep. I thought I was doing so good in the game because, you know, they're giving you easy enemies and it was easy to kill the raiders. Um, and I was stocking up on stim packs and chems. I'm out of all that. Yeah, that's why they give you that power armor is because you bump into a Deathclaw. Power yeah. armor did nothing to it. The Deathclaw actually ruined. So uh, it broke both legs and one arm and the yep. helmet. I Sounds literally right. only have a usable arm and it's about yeah. what I would expect. Yep. And then Did I, I didn't you... realize that the perk system works the way it does. Like I was real upset with what my special stats were when I started, but then I guess I could just build them every time I level up. Yeah. And I level up quick. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did, did I ever tell you guys the, uh, the story of the first time I ever encountered a death claw in a fallout game? I presume it went poorly. It did. But it was went, a very... You went to the top right town in three? Went to the top right town in three. <laughs> Not knowing what was up there, I found out it's death. Death is what's up there. And his claws. Mm-hmm. But it seems and... like you're enjoying Fallout 4 a lot more than you liked uh, Arkham Knight, so that's good. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't I don't have much to share this week. Jumped into a few older games. Uh we played some worms on Monday, which was fun getting the whole crew together. 
Uh, this was one of those rare times I actually let somebody from the Twitch chat join in. And, to be expected, he wrecked our shit. Thoroughly. But it was more entertaining watching these crazy fucking plays he pulled off. Like the man was the man was Spider Man with the ninja rope. It was it was unsettling. It was fairly impressive to see. And then he proceeded to kill most of my worms. Yeah. I mean I was dead in the first five minutes of that game. Not even I mean that's because everyone targeted you. Also true. I at least only Including... killed one of them. I only killed myself that you made. Yeah. With myself. Yeah. Little bit of a Highlander shit there. <laughs> there can be only one. Hiccup? But yeah. What? No. That's supposed to be... Never mind. Um, that sounded like <laughs> Highlander Hiccup. Huh. It's a Hiccup does Christopher Lambert. <laughs> oh, God. Toothless, there can be only one. Um, Time to go kill all the dragons. But yeah, other than that, um, played Dead by Daylight with you guys, and Twy went into that quite a bit in her little talk there. And uh, I finished Last of Us. Yay! Thank God I don't have to be sad anymore. <laughs> that The end of that stream, I was just so drained mentally mm, you looked it but we'll cover last of us in a spoiler cast episode because i don't want to spoil anything for light and i have thoughts on actual things that i want to discuss with control and twy because they watch the stream so look forward to that future people <laughs> who listen to this show future uh yeah but that's all i have control what do you got I already went. I already went. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. shit, we're done. All right. <laughs> Good job. We're done with... Yeah, I'm I'm on the ball tonight. Hey, we're going to run some promos. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. Bye. Hey, everyone. It's Anton, host of the Discount Podcast. Look, man, monies can suck a lot. The weekend's over. You got to go back to work. Maybe you can't stand your coworkers, which is likely. Whatever the case may be, we can help you make your Monday just a little bit better. Check out our show, The Discount Podcast, where we talk about nonsense and anything and everything. It's always fun. It's not always politically correct. And it's just us. So tune in and let us make the start of your week not suck quite so much. Available wherever you can listen to podcasts. New episodes up every Monday. Discount Podcast, the DP. You didn't expect it, but you might like it. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Wonder Soul. Hey, I'm Lucas, the host of Wonder Soul, a weekly podcast series featuring a variety of topics dealing with life's many passions and experiences. Join me and friends each week as I discuss topics ranging from pop culture to real life conversations that all can find relatable. New episodes bring new guests and new topics and release every Friday. More content can be found on Wonder Soul's YouTube and Twitch channels. Stay up to date and connect with Wonder Soul through social media by following us on Twitter and Instagram. And we hope that you enjoy Wonder Soul wherever you listen to podcasts. So do good and take care. Hey, welcome back. I hope you guys enjoyed those promos. Go check out those shows after you're done here. Uh, and we're going to do some discussion about stuff. So... Here we go. You are you my, have such a way with words. 
My returns are getting weirder and weirder as the weeks go on. I think I need to sleep more. <laughs> that's probably a given. Uh, all right. I mean, that's just true in general. Yeah, I suppose. Ubisoft had their press conference this week. Their, like, E3 show. And, uh... I mean, they announced a couple of cool things. And it was greeted, off... greeted with a resounding... Eh? Yeah. I, yeah, kind of. Even though they showed three of their biggest games, it really felt just generic and boring. Yeah. I mean, so, obviously the game I'm most hyped for, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, and hype is a strong word. Um, It's... I mean, it looks like Assassin's Creed. They're bringing back the melding with crowds thing from the older games. It looks like they've added an X-ray style assassination. Assassin's so, Creed meets Mortal Kombat? Basic. That's kind of what it looked like. And you can dual wield any weapon in the game, including shields. So if you really want to be a Viking version of Captain America from Infinity War, you can, in fact, do that. Also, for anybody who is unaware, because I, I don't know how big the show was, they are very clearly aping the History Channel Vikings show. Yeah. Yeah, Your main are. character is uh, Ragnar or uh, Largatha. Ragnar. Yeah, whether you do male or female. That's just... The name just makes me laugh. Well, that, that's not the protagonist's actual name. It's like... Avar. Avar. And that's, if you pick female or male, it's still Avar. Yeah. was like, here, I think Ragnar's are red. That's all that name makes me think of. <laughs> but yeah, I, I guess you can change the gender at any point. That's... Yeah, odd. I heard that as well. Like, you can just exit the Animus, change the gender, and go again, so sudden random gender swap? Well, Ooh. I guess that makes an interesting note in their canon. I mean, they wanted to make both the female and male protagonist canon, so it could be either one. Which, now Wait, I'm just wondering, it's like... there's a modern yeah, era in this one? Isn't the whole uh, point is that isn't the whole point that you're going back to your ancestors' uh, vision? So the ancestor had to be one or the other. Look, I don't think you've been going back to your ancestor for a while now. I don't know. I think I you've just been using DNA to access yeah. the animus, but it's the assassins accessing the animus now, not the Templars. Twist. Because you've been you've been playing as that one chick accessing the animus whose name escapes me. <laughs> the one Cassandra basically gives the spear of destiny to at the end of Odyssey. Spoilers. <laughs> oh, wow. But that brings the question: Was Cassandra the canon protagonist for Odyssey? No Dude. one knows. You're a you're asking about canon in an Assassin's Creed game. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But I mean, at the end of the day, it looked pretty cool, and I like the idea of the the raiding mechanics. You just like having so, like, boats. I mean, yes, but 
the raiding mechanics aren't just the boats. It's like full castle sieges and then going into towns and lighting buildings on fire and it looks fun. Hmm. I'm not sure that do you think actually happens. I would assume a it's fair a pretty bit big considering part of the game. Yeah, based yeah, on the con- gameplay I've seen, it it's there. Yeah. Considering you, you need to do that to get stuff for your settlement to build it up, so they're like going super hardcore into the settlement management again. Hooray. <laughs> But don't worry, Twy, you won't have to look hard to find disappointment in this game. I think we're just yeah, trying I... to be optimistic till it drops. Yeah. I don't I mean I don't, I don't really play Assassin's Creed. I usually just watch them play it. Yeah. I it looks like it's gonna be a decent game, and it may actually be able to be called an Assassin's Creed game, unlike Odyssey that wasn't. Spartan's Does that Creed. mean you actually get to assassinate people? Yes, they're bringing back the Hidden Blade. Thank God. But yeah, so they showed that off. Then they also showed off some more gameplay of Watchdog Legions. I think they wouldn't get rid of the iconic blade from that franchise. They did in Odyssey. You did not have a Hidden Blade in Assassin's Creed Odyssey. You had a broken spear. Yep, you had the Spear of Leonidas. Even if they did have it in... It was in that era where you would have had to upgrade it for it to do what it would normally do. Yeah, and this one, it seems like they're taking away the levels, so that's good. Still can unlock, like, different weapons and stuff, but I they're taking away levels, I think. Yeah, well, you can find a loadout you like and stick with it, which is nice. Yeah. So, I'm I'm down for that. That was one of my biggest complaints about Odyssey and Origins. Like, mechanically, they were fine, but I hated the level mechanic of it. Um, Yeah, but they showed off Legion, some more Legions gameplay, and it... The little bit I watched of it, which wasn't much, it looks like Legions again. Yeah, it, it looks pretty good. It looks too ambitious. Like, I don't know. I feel like the first game was a tech demo. The second game, I know it wasn't as successful, but it felt like they were finding their footing. And then for some reason for the third game, they were like, Oh, we got a third game. Well, let's just throw everything in the kitchen sink in it. Yeah. And it's like, come on guys. You just, you finally got a chance, like just expand on two a little more, but whatever story sounds pretty cool. Um, the gameplay, I mean, what they showed, yes, it looks good. But it also doesn't look like more than what we've already seen. Yeah. Like, it didn't tell us more about the game, except there is one area of representation in Watchdog Legions that no game before has ever had, and I'm very excited. The elderly. No. What? I I totally saw a grandma with a taser going after a cop. Yeah, but again, that's also something they showed the first time. They showed how the old lady could be. Um, but no, even more important than that, the most underrepresented group ever in all media, whether we're talking books or films, games, 
hell, even board games and, and, and tabletop RPGs. And that would in, be... In Watchdog Legions, you can have a character that beatboxes. I'm waiting for the resounding applause that apparently deserves. I'm surprised nobody is flipping out. I, I thought that was the greatest thing I've ever seen. In I, fact, that I mean... guaranteed that I've got a day one purchase and a pre-order, <laughs> even though I don't have a console that can play it. You're specifically going to play the beatbox class? Fuck yeah. I'm going to recruit nothing but beatboxers. I'm going to have a whole beatboxing army taking on the fascist government. If there is multiplayer, I will find your world and murder everyone in it. Go ahead, dude. I'll beatbox you into submission. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. The vibrations from him beatboxing will repel the bullets and rockets and grenades thrown at him. This is Fucking not a right. Saints Row game, goddammit. <laughs> Fucking right. You can be all bang, bang, bang and, and as much as you want, and I'll just be like... <laughs> Fucking kill you. My character's brain will just explode from the sheer awesomeness of the beatboxing. Ugh. That'd be... Ugh. See, see, folks, that's the bar that's being set by Legion right now. Yeah. Beatboxers. That that five seconds of silence <laughs> that I may or may not leave in. That's our hype for Watch Dogs Legion. And that's or the thing, like... Watch Dogs it's, Legions. Its original concept uh, does sound interesting, but then I look at other games that have talked about... Because do they still have the whole idea that it's going to be... Like MMO style. Well, it's not not. I don't know about multiplayer, but like they're still pretty convinced that every single NPC is like a fully realized person with a backstory that you can recruit. I mean, they kind of yeah, had that... that with Watch Dogs Two, where you could literally go off and find Bruce Wayne, or sorry, Wayne Bruce. Yeah, but I don't know. It just, it seems to rely heavily on technology that we just don't have this. Yeah, I mean, and I'm going to be honest, we probably won't even have it next gen to the point where they'll need it. No, at best, it would be like, it would be like Microsoft 80% there because, you know, they're focused on their AI tech. And then Sony's sort of there, but neither one of them implements it yet. Yeah. I mean, but I, Ubisoft the way I seems, think of it. Ubisoft seems convinced that, like, they could pull it off their own as just a publisher. But, I mean... I mean... Like, okay, so each NPC in your little world is a unique character. Cool. What, do, what does that mean to the player? Um... Well, you gameplay-wise, it's like whether they're just a brawler, a hacker, or a, you know a, a subterfuge person. Apparently, you can also recruit members of the um, of the fascist regime, which can help you get into areas. 
they did a pretty good gameplay overview. But uh, again, I just feel like two, one of two things are going to happen. A, it's too ambitious for what they're saying. Or B, it's going to, like, it won't take very long before you start seeing the repeated, you know, this person likes cheesesteak. Yeah, I, like, it's, it is a cool idea in theory, but I, yeah, I don't think the uh, the actual application is going to pan out like they're hoping. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like um, No Man's Sky. Billion worlds, but you start noticing everything. A billion worlds, but that just means that the chickens on this planet have a third leg. And the yeah. birds on that planet have a trunk for some reason. And it's like, this person is good at stealth and loves uh, pizza. This person is good at stealth and loves beer. And yeah. then you start noticing like where it's fill-in-the-blanks Mad Libs procedural generation. I mean, good for them for trying to be ambitious with it. Yeah. You might as well just have, you know... A random number generator creating people yeah which and then i think what's, has been done and then the reason why i i i'm also you know pretty hell-bent on saying that it's too ambitious is because on top of that like just the backstory stuff and the, the little gameplay bits then you also got to think they also have to model london as a futuristic london they're getting ambitious with the story it looks like it's that time when when ubisoft is getting topical um, they, they've got to enhance the gunplay, the stealth gameplay, the hacking, the driving. And it's like, you want to do all of this and this brand new concept. I don't know. It feels like they're jumping the shark on the third game. Yeah. Well, we'll see what happens when it launches. Fingers crossed by all means. And then Far Cry 6 had has a beautiful trailer. Uh, Giancarlo Esposito is playing the main antagonist. And the rumors have it that despite the, the difference in name, the child that you're going to play, as the protagonist grows up, become boss. Did he cut out? Grows yeah, up to become boss from three. I don't know why it's cutting me off. That's a weird theory, but they do look similar. Yeah. What the little kid and Voss? Mm-hmm. Hmm. And there were um, there was a, a the actor that plays Voss had talked about something related to reprising the role and how much he loves the character last year. I mean that would certainly be in be an interesting take on it if that is just tiny Voss. Yeah. Oh the trailer's really good. And I think we all love Gus Spring. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be interesting to see how he what kind of villain he is. Also apparently that kid has a scar on his uh, right eyebrow, very similar to Voss. So yeah, yeah maybe you're right. And also, uh, 
apologies to Control for the uh, Far Cry Fallout being a spin-off and not a numbered entry. Wait, what? A uh, few months back, whenever we were talking about Far Cry, mm-hmm. uh, you said that the the Fallout knockoff one was a spinoff, and I was adamant that it was a numbered entry. Ah. Uh, uh, when we were talking about New Dawn, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Still haven't played New Dawn, by the way. Eh. Eh. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, like, I'm going to wait until I see what critics say about 6 before I even consider playing it. Same. Mind you, I didn't really have an issue with 5. It's just... Meh. Once you've played There's... one Far Cry, you've played most of them. That's There's true. this thing, well, especially starting with 3, but there's this yeah. thing with Ubisoft games in general where it's like every single game is becoming an open world RPG. And it's like, this one's a GTA style open world RPG. This one's an action, you know, an action stealth open world RPG. This one's first person open world RPG. And it's just like, they all feel kind of samey. We discussed this a few weeks ago uh, with open world games being the new default, especially from Ubisoft. Like, everything they make has to be open world. It's like, that's Ubisoft's default game, and it's really irritating. But, like, I think that all of them could be open world. Like, there was a point in time where they at least felt distinct. Yeah. But now everything just seems the same, just from different perspectives. Yeah. So. And it's like the only way that they're differentiating it is, well, our first person one this time has a a, a famous actor. And our GTA style this, one this time has, you know, this ambitious mechanic with NPC recruitment. And, and our action stealth game this time is, you know, going back to its roots a little in some ways and adding base building. Yeah, well, no, it's bringing base building back because that shit was in two. Brotherhood. No, two had the settlement as well. I thought. Oh, I never made it. Uh, I don't think two did. Two, you could recruit assassins to assist you. But no, that was Brotherhood. That was the whole point of Brotherhood. Well, no. It wasn't, like, active assist. It, they would basically kill guards without, like, they would never actually be on the screen. You could just trigger guards to oh, die. Oh, yeah, like how it works in 3. Hmm. I mean, it's been a while since I've played, but that's what I recall from Assassin's Creed 2. And then, yes, in Brotherhood, they're, like, they actually showed up to assist. I only brought yeah. up Brotherhood. Because it was brought up in a video I watched. Ah, I see. Well. But yeah, so. That's Ubisoft's event. Hmm. Um, I guess we can just say it's been, what what was it, five years? Okay, a few days ago marked the five-year anniversary of the death of Satoru Iwata, the former CEO of Nintendo. And I just want to talk about him kind of briefly because the dude was amazing. So, he started off at HAL Labs as a programmer. The uh, 
the developer of Kirby. Yeah. And he was able to talk HAL Laboratory into working with Nintendo, which wound up being a great relationship and phenomenal for their company. Um, as a programmer, he really made a name for himself, so much so that Nintendo started hiring him freelance to work on various games for them. He did a lot of great stuff. I can't remember everything, but the one that I personally know is that uh, Satoru Iwata is the programmer who figured out how to get Kanto and Johto onto a Game Boy Color cartridge. For Gen 2 Pokemon? Yeah. Um, I yeah, he I honestly out forgot the... about that for gold and silver. Yeah. He was the one who figured out how to do that. That's amazing. And he managed to work his way up from programmer to CEO of Nintendo. Uh, there's a ton of stuff you could look up for him. Um, one of the cooler things he did is that during the Wii U's failure, uh, he chose to, instead of laying off any employees, he took a pay cut and made the rest of the board take a pay cut. Right. And he did that more than once. Yeah, he um, did that a few times. Yeah. And that's just admirable. And I don't I don't want to praise like I think that we in America have an unhealthy like look at work at being a workaholic and, and measuring our worth by our work uh, and that it's even worse in Japan. But it's still kind of admirable that even in the hospital on his deathbed, he was finalizing the designs for the switch. Huh? Um, man that loves his work, I guess. Yeah. And the final thing that I will say, first off, if you want a retrospective, I'm sure that there's something out there to find on him. The man is incredible. Uh, there's a write up on Kotaku that I know of from years ago. And there's a, uh, there's a more recent video from the YouTuber Arlo that goes into detail on his life. If you're interested, it's really good. Um, but my favorite quote from him ever. Uh, was on my business card, I'm a CEO. Uh, in my mind, I'm still just a programmer. But in my heart of hearts, I'm a gamer. Hmm. Hell of a quote. Yeah. Cool guy. Rest in peace. Yeah. And I think that's a good place to end it for the day. Oh, I, got, I want one one thing. Sony revealed the box art for the PS5. It's the same as the PS4, except white. It looks like a knockoff. Like I said, it's the same as the PS4, except white. Like, I just don't get it. They, they should have at least made the box blacker or something. Like, it just looks like the PS4, but worse. But white. Ugh. I have nothing else to add to this except that. There's, there's console looks like a sleek spaceship and their box looks like some Chinese knockoff of a PS4 game. Honestly, they should have turned the, bo like the box itself to be white. Yeah! Yeah. That would have been better. Make the box itself white keep the, and make the border of the game black. That would have worked. That would have looked better. 
Oh, yeah, that would have looked better. There's so many things that could have looked better. They could have designed true. it after the system a little bit. Oh, Make also, the middle pieces blue. Ugh, ugh. Also, unrelated to games, uh, we may be seeing a price jump for the next generation from 60 to 70. Uh, so, maybe we should save this for next week or something. I think that that's a topic we should dive into. Yeah, we can I have a stay lot tuned. of feelings about it. Stay tuned next week for us talking about video game prices. But until then, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you all. If you'd like to find the things that we do, the links are down in the description below. And as always, good evening, everybody. Hello, Deuce. good evening, and good night.